there are times in my recovery and my walk since I've joined the program in like 2016 or so. And there are times where I simply won't trust counselors or social workers that aren't actually alcoholics or addicts. And who better to like actually trust than someone who's an actual alcoholic or addict? Because they get it. <laughs> you know? When I came to AA, I just wanted to stop hurting. You know, I just wanted to stop hurting myself. I wanted to stop hurting others, and I wanted to stop hurting the ones I love. You know. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Recovery Connection. So glad you could join us tonight. Um, Everybody say hello to John D. Hi, John. How hey, are you? Hi, everybody. Let me do a few announcements, okay? And then we'll get we'll get into the uh, meat and potatoes of everything. Um, welcome good. to the Recovery Connection, a podcast focused on plugging in Ottawa's recovery community. Our mission is to connect and educate organizations, people in recovery, like me, like John, and viewers to the vast resources that have gone under the radar in community building and social services in this wonderful city that we like to call home, that we like to call Ottawa, and start breaking some of the stigma and foster a sense of belonging for all people in recovery. The Recovery Connection is available on all major streaming platforms such as Spotify, Apple, and Google. One week after each live episode, that gives John time to uh, edit out all our hums and haws and make, make us sound like we actually know what we're doing. Follow, like, and share our social media accounts and stay up to date on upcoming conversations guests i usually give a little highlight or a little peekaboo as to who's coming up at the end of the show for the next episode and visit us at our website at jerichoroad.ca to learn more and keep up to date on what's going on at jericho road and also to um, um, any of the services that that you might need we we try to offer our community a lot here at jericho road so check out our website www.jerichoroad.ca and uh, you can get all the information that you're looking for there so we've been away from the podcast for a couple of weeks. Why? Uh, because of COVID. Yeah, That's we we had the we had the 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 vid run its way through uh, uh, Jericho Road and uh, run its way through the staff. John and I were the last ones, the last holdouts. No, sorry, Matt and Sean were the last holdouts. Anyways, it's worked its way through uh, Jericho Road. So we we. Um, had to postpone a couple of podcasts and then we were supposed to be talking with Lisa Fabian from the Bethel Care Center and and she uh, wasn't feeling well and so we had to jumble around everything but we're back on track because uh, we like to do our Voices in Recovery uh, podcast at the end of the month and here we are so I'm glad you could be here brother. Yeah. I've always wanted to be on the show ever since you told me about yeah. it. <laughs> so I, um, um, one of the things that I was thinking about um, the other day, I was talking to a friend of mine. We were looking at the the twenty questions of uh, of AA. Did you ever do them? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure I aced that one. Did you? Know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I was going to ask you what qualifies you to be here. And I thought, well, this would be a great measure for to qualify. I'll do them with you. Are you ready? Oh, perfect. Did you lose time from work due to drinking? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah I remember I was working uh, uh, at a warehouse, a mail distribution center. And and um, 
you earned your your sick days. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the more you work, the more sick days you got, and on and on and on. And I was always in a deficit till finally one day my boss came up and said, you know, you can't be sick for the next year, otherwise you're fired. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I'm a yes to that. Is drinking making your home life unhappy? Oh yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I I can attest to that. Un- unhappy is a real broad. Uh, uh right but yeah yeah like strained and like damn near broken relationships mm-hmm. to the max yeah yeah do you drink because you were shy with other people uh yes yes yeah so i could take a no with that no right? yeah okay i'm not too shy well actually that's actually i can actually take that one yeah. back too because i'm pretty outgoing yeah easy going yeah it's not it's not it wouldn't be hard for you to ask someone on the street for directions no no exactly no, yeah is drinking affecting your reputation? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, absolutely. I always said you'd have to have one to begin with, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 A good reputation, that is. Yeah. yeah. Well, like back in my hometown, I'm sure people would see me and cross the street to avoid me. Yeah. 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 I ran into an old friend of mine uh, the other day. She she tracked me down through LinkedIn. I hadn't seen her in about, uh, oh, I would say probably 30 years. Wow. Yeah. and 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 she was... Uh, commenting to me how different I sounded and 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 everything that's changed in my life. So I guess that uh, the reputation that she had in her head of yeah. Anyways, it's okay, stuck, stuck with her. Stuck yeah. with her. Have you ever felt remorse after drinking? Yes. 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 That's an easy one, yeah, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What did I do? If I remembered what I did. Yeah. yeah. If I wasn't told. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 The dreaded recap the next morning, yeah. eh? Do you know what you did? Yeah, no. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Have you ever gotten into financial difficulties as a result of drinking? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, I always said you'd have to have money to be in financial <laughs> difficulty. I never had any money. Yeah, somehow I managed to find it. Yes. To get exactly. Alcohol. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's the difficulty. Exactly. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> Do you turn to lower companions and an inferior environment when drinking? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, there are times when I've been homeless and like those are the times, some of those times it's like, that's where I felt like I belonged. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. Because the homeless people will look out for each other. Yes. Like, yeah. It's not in dog eat dog world like everyone thinks it yeah. is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think of an inferior environment when I would be couch surfing because I was homeless and mm. and think that everything was great. Right. Right. Yeah. And then wake up and realize where I am going, what am I doing? Yeah. 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 Do, does your drinking make you careless of your family's welfare? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Well, at the same time, it's like, um, yeah, it makes me careless about like my family's welfare because of what I did while drinking, Yeah, you know, like after the fact. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I always looked at that too, as, as because I was so concerned with my own right. needs, mm-hmm. right? I always remember having this conversation with my sponsor and, and, and I, I, when I first started working with him and we were going, going through the the 12 step process and, and we were, you know, talking uh, about how it works and, and talking about the selfishness and self-seeking and self-centeredness that we are to the extreme Mm -hmm. in a lot of cases. Right. And he, and he called, we were talking and he said, you know, you're a very selfish person. 
and and I wanted to punch him in the nose, <laughs> you know, how like you. How, yeah. 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 And I'm like, you know, how do, you don't even know me, you know. Yeah. We we've been doing the steps and working together for about three months. You don't even know me. How can you say I I give my friends the shirt off my back, right? Mm. And he looked at me and he said, "Have you ever bought booze with your son's diaper money?" Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Like, You're gonna go there? Yeah. Really? <sighs> okay. Um, do you turn no? Does your drinking make you careless? Have have your ambitions decreased since you began drinking? Have my what's ambitions? Oh, I never had any ambitions. <laughs> to to with, yeah. yeah. Well, I yeah. had extreme like poor self esteem growing yeah. up. Like, yeah. I thought very little of myself and I didn't think I'd make it this far. Yeah. Really. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm still happy to be here. Yeah. yeah. Do you crave a drink at a definite time daily? Um, like it didn't like near the end it didn't matter what time of day yeah. it was like oh it's the time is now okay yeah that yeah. sounds like a good That's time to drink. i always yeah. used to say when i wake up yeah 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 uh do you do you want to drink the next morning um yes <laughs> at I, the end oh like what do you mean like, well like when, when I, you're when you were in active alcoholism did you have a drink want to drink the next morning oh no if anything um I would I, I couldn't even look at the empties because mm-hmm. of how much I would consume the mm-hmm. night before. It's mm-hmm. like I could get that away from me, yeah, like the yeah. stink and you know. Uh does drinking cause you to have difficulty sleeping? Yes. Yeah. 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 Well I've always had issues falling asleep. Yeah. But like no issue staying asleep. Yes. And you know, when you're passed out drunk, it's pretty easy to fall asleep. You yeah. Know, when you're yeah that drunk yeah 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 Yeah, i always said i didn't fall asleep i passed out yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so i had no difficulty yeah yeah uh has your efficiency decreased since drinking yes absolutely (laughs) (laughs) the 24-hour sleep right yeah Yeah, because you're so hung (laughs) is drinking jeopardizing your job or business well that's a simple one yep do you drink to escape from worries or troubles absolutely yeah that was my best friend yeah yeah that's right mm-hmm. i think that's why we drink yeah it's we're so alone yeah. yeah yeah do you drink alone silly question eh what a silly question my friends yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> me myself and i yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i'm not alone <laughs> have you ever had a complete loss of memory as a result of drinking <laughs> <laughs> i did what again yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. who are you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah roll over in the middle of the night who are you yeah well the you know the drunk tank and yell knife was my home away from home mm. you know like it, it, i don't know how many times i spent the night there like really um has your physician ever uh treated you for drinking no but i did have issues as a result of drinking yeah 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 like I had, as uh, as as um yeah I, my, 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 I was going to say, you're too young. <laughs> <laughs> the cirrhosis, you know, you're, you're one of the lucky ones. Right, you, right. you, you got it just before all that stuff happens. Yeah. Well, I did manage to get a gastritis though, oh, which is a doozy. That's, that's a still, doozy. That's still like, um, I think it's still my most painful experience because yeah. it's like a constant. It, what, tell our viewers what gastritis is. 
Uh, gastritis is when you have an opened wound on your stomach lining. Yes. And uh, the pain is a very sharp, consistent pain that no matter what you do, cannot, there's nothing you can do to comfort yourself. And mm. it's just constantly there. Mm. And it is rough. Mm. Yeah. Not a good time. Not a good time. No. Uh, did you drink to build up your self confidence? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. think we all do. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to a hospital or an institution on account of drinking? Yes. <laughs> on more than a couple of occasions. <laughs> so, yeah. so I think I think you and I can sum up that we both qualify to be here. Mm. Right Ta- on. Tell me. <laughs> now that that's over with. Um, um, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? You know, what, what got you um, here? And uh, uh, how long have you been in Ottawa? Okay, well, I'm originally from uh, Yellowknife in Northwest Territories. Um, That's so, a long way away. Yeah, it uh, takes a day worth of flying to get here. So um, the main reason I came to Ottawa was because in um, late 2020, my brother had passed away. Mm. And I came down here initially for the funeral and just for a couple of weeks and um that's and not that's not that long ago no was no. he was an older brother younger brother uh older brother yeah and he was only he was only 30 32 at the time yeah yeah, yeah. um I, did, I didn't know that john i'm sorry to hear that i didn't know that mm, yeah um he had pre-existing heart condition yeah um, heart conditions and also was um like uh, he he had heavy drug use as mm-hmm. well as drinking as well as part of his story um yeah it, yeah and so i initially came down here to support my mom and be there for her um for a couple of weeks um and then i decided to stay for the holidays and then i just decided to stay mm-hmm. yeah were were you always in in yellow knife or yeah, yeah. I um I spent a year in 2019 in Calgary. Okay. Um, for treatment. Yeah. <laughs> and um, while while I was in treatment there, my sister had actually passed away as well. Um, she was only 39, and she basically drank herself to death. Wow. Yeah. So it's um. Uh, when we call it a family disease. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's definitely um. Yeah. It's ravaged my family quite yeah. a bit. So, yeah. Um, Were both your parents from Yellowknife? Actually, neither of them are. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> my father, he's from um, New Brunswick. Okay. Um, born in St. Stephen, grew up in Fredericton. Yeah. Finished high school in Fredericton. Yeah, yeah. Know exactly where, yeah. Yeah. Um, and my mother, she's from Igloolik. It's uh, okay. basically 300 miles north of Iqaluit. So it's quite, quite far up north there. Yeah. And they managed to meet in Yellowknife. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So you, you came down to Ottawa. Right. Um, so I came down to Ottawa. Uh, uh, I was on the CR. I still qualified for the CRB yeah. for so long. And then those benefits ran out. So I began working in the summer. Um, and all the while, like, I'm drinking this entire time. Mm-hmm. like basically almost every day and at the very least a six pack of beer mm-hmm. you know, at the very least <laughs> you know just to be safe mm-hmm. um and so like yeah that just um yeah that was just very 
difficult time because like I initially I came down here to be there for my mother mm-hmm. and it turned out like I ended up causing more stress than I was of any real benefit um, and that's you know that's painful um, yeah yeah and uh, so so then this past uh, um, January uh, we um, we end up coming to a head and I had to leave the house because it was just too much at that point mm-hmm. and um, so I was homeless for a little bit and there were some uh, heavy drugs involved mm-hmm. and at one point uh, so basically okay the story of how I got to Jericho Road is pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> they usually are. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, it involves, like, the trucker's convoy. Okay. And being up for, like, five days straight. <laughs> and um, the circumstances, like, caused me to believe, like, mysterious ways. You know, like, like God works in mysterious yeah. ways. I'd be a fool not to, to think otherwise, yeah. really, because... Um, so what had happened was I was eating lunch at the mission. Um, and this is like, like four, four days and four nights sleep deprived, exhausted, haven't eaten in that amount of time. Um, had gotten frostbite on my toes, a massive blister on my heel, and I am just exhausted. And suddenly uh, I make eye contact with one of the gentlemen at the, um, at the shelter and and he starts like making it plain and obvious that like it makes it sound as if they're gonna jump me as soon as i leave like the shelter you know like i'm going like i'm thinking to myself like okay i'm what am i gonna do here so like i finish up my lunch and then i end up walking out and just walking down towards rito and then <laughs> as i get to rito i hang a left or hang a right towards the trucker's convoy mm. Um, and there's like people following me and whatnot, um, just to make a long story short, basically it was this military game style exercise that the truckers had put on (laughs) for their entertainment or whatever. And it turned out I was one of the only ones to have made it to wherever it was they were supposed to go. And, um, meanwhile i'm carrying like a massive suitcase with me it's like a 50 pound suitcase <laughs> and the with wheels, your life's belongings yeah like yeah. everything i own yeah. and like a bag or two and it's like um meanwhile i'm like like my heart's racing like miles per minute because i think i'm either gonna get beaten up i'm getting kidnapped or something no idea what's going on and then i finally make it to one of the camps that they have at the trucker's convoy and um i they they assume I'm part of the exercise or whatever, and then I explain, no, I'm just a homeless dude. I just wanted lunch. Like, <laughs> I don't know how I ended up in this situation. And they're like, oh, oh, okay, well, you can just stay at this church tonight. And it was the West Ottawa Community Church. And um, some of the kindest and most generous, nicest people I'd met in a long time. Mm. Um, and I did spend a lot of time at the Truckers Convoy because... Yeah, yeah, and it was a very beneficial time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so uh, West Ottawa Community Church, um, I had explained to them I had struggles with alcohol in the past and drugs, and they mentioned Jericho Road. <laughs> and so um, 
I put in the application and it was almost like immediately getting into the house because I believe someone from the West Ottawa church had put in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have yet to figure out who mm-hmm. that was, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I know nothing. Yeah. You, know, you know, everything <laughs> I know, you know, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a wild story. Like, um, yeah. Mysterious ways. It seems to be it seems to be a theme with 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 the men that I mean e- even with myself, you know I'll 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 give you a little background on that. I was in the psych ward at the general hospital, mm-hmm. and and um, an intern told me to call Jericho Road because they were going to discharge me, mm-hmm. and I was like, if you discharge me, I'm I'm going to go right like from here to the liquor store, right? right? Mm-hmm. So I need somewhere to go. And, and an intern uh, gave me the number for Jericho Road. He said, phone these people. To this day, I have no idea who the intern was. Mm-hmm. I even tried going back and finding out who the intern was to thank them about three months later. and You couldn't get to the bottom of it. No. Yeah. no. I got a feeling I'll be able to figure out who <laughs> put that <laughs> word in for me. You know? It's um, just me, though. So. When, when did you start drinking? Uh, when I was 13. Yeah. Yeah. So basically half my life. Yeah. And were were you was it readily available for you? Uh no. Um it was, but like I didn't take it like at the time. Um that's another story in itself. Like uh the first time I got drunk um would be on a hockey trip in California. Mm. Uh, and um yeah, and that was the first time drinking was on a hockey trip. Um if it wasn't for sports growing up, I'd probably be dead by now. Mm. But, um, and no matter where I went growing up, I always felt as if I didn't belong anywhere. Yeah. But once, once I got drunk with the boys, it was like, okay, now this is all making sense. Now why people drink and okay, I belong now. Yeah. You know, I found my home type of thing. Yeah. Um, tell me about that sense of, of that feeling of not belonging. Because it's common with all of us, right? Yeah, terminally unique. Terminally unique. And, mm-hmm. and, and um, you know, Clancy C., a prolific AA writer, used to say we, um, we're we square pegs in a round hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay, so you, I told you a bit about, like, where my parents are mm-hmm. from. Um, so I'm an Irish-Scottish Inuk that didn't grow up in none of it. Um, I haven't really learned about my Irish and Scottish roots. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up in the bush in the city, mm-hmm. which is the complete opposite of <laughs> in a lifestyle. Um, I, my mother, I, I didn't learn the language that my mother, my mother tongue. Um, let's see. Um, I was the youngest in the family, so I always felt like I didn't have a voice. Um, I was the annoying little brother <laughs> no one wanted to hang out with, spend time with. Um, so I'd have to, you know, spend time on my own a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah. And yeah, it just all added up to like thinking I didn't matter much and, you know, having parents you know, having screaming matches at each other mm-hmm. and it would cause me to just shy away and just, you know, try and stay hidden, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think we can all relate to that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you mentioned that you went to Calgary to play hockey. Uh, no, in 2019, in 2019, um, 
No, no, I meant before when you were oh, young. That, oh, that, no, you, that was California. California, sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So were sports a big part of your adolescence? Oh, absolutely. Um, as I mentioned before, I'd probably be dead if it yeah. wasn't for sports. Yeah. Um, I got to travel a lot of Canada because of sports. Um, been to the States a couple times. Uh, did a couple tours in Europe. What position did you play? I was a uh, right wing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Grinder, fourth line grinder. Fourth line grinder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. Do you still play today? It's been, I think, six or seven years now since yeah. I played. Quite a bit of fun, though. Yeah. Like, I, I definitely would like to go back yeah. eventually. Um, yeah. Well, that's that's one of the one of the presents of recovery, right? right. Yeah. Get we back we to got to go were. back to who and what we what we what we got joy out of doing, mm. right? Yeah, who we were before yeah. drinking and drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, how long? Um. How long have you been uh, sober on this journey right now? Uh, my clean date with alcohol would be Valentine's Day. Yeah, and then with drugs, it'd be the fifteenth of February. So. Just a little over two months. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Still just a young guppy. Well, <laughs> you made it two months. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I um, You and I were talking before the show, and I, there was a few things that I wanted to talk about because I think they're really important and, and relevant for us, and, and, and especially when we're um not not only in early recovery in early recovery but also you know in a, in our recovery journey and and how how we can um um think about you know what what is what is important to us in recovery and and what really matters you know because you and I were talking before that you know we try not to get too excited about the small stuff right right <laughs> yeah yeah so um one of the things i wanted to talk about was belief in a higher power mm. So when you came into recovery, did you have a belief in a higher power, a pre-existing belief in a higher power or, or were you, were you brought up in the, in the church or? Um, well, I remember once like my father uh, saying we as Christians and like at the dinner table or whatever, yeah. and it was just me and him there. And I said, I'm, I'm not Christian. <laughs> <laughs> and cause it's like, I, I didn't have, um, I didn't grow up with like my inner culture. Um, and my dad identified as Christian, but it's like, I've never once seen us go to church or, you know, pray or yeah. anything like religious whatsoever. Yeah. Like I went to a Catholic school, but it's like, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Even that like immediately was not like, it was not for me. Like I, from an early age decided that no, cause you know, my, my mother, she was also like a residential school survivor. Okay. Um, so it was obviously had my prejudices yeah. with religion. Of course. And, you know, I, I didn't realize the difference between Catholicism and Christianity until recently, you know, had that, um, you know, explained to me the, <laughs> the distinguishing, you know, factors. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I didn't really grow up with any sense of spirituality. Um, so like late in high school i decided to seek out different really anything that wasn't christianity yeah, or Catholicism. so i did seek out taoism for yeah. a little bit um dabbled with that and a little bit of buddhism um uh i didn't really <laughs> i didn't really stick out with any of those um in terms of spirituality 
uh, coming to AA, that was the, like, what I came to realize that, like, I actually need some form of spirituality. Mm. Yeah. There is a God and I'm not it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Great place to start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was explained to me, too, by one of the counselors that um, not having a pre-existing uh, belief or uh, some sort of spiritual structure before it was actually easier to malleate, like, shape your new belief. Yeah. 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 Yeah, which which kind of brings me to um, um, something that I had said before, which was um, um, contempt prior to investigation. Yeah. yeah, and you said something really interesting. That's why I'm bringing this up again because mm-hmm. you said something that I've never heard before. Do you remember what you said? Uh, it's just straight up a prejudice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Contempt yeah. prior to investigation is just straight up prejudice against something that you probably don't know anything about. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And why do we have prejudices? Fear. Right? Yeah. 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 Fear of the unknown. Fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fabulous. Um, um, freedom through sobriety. So what new freedoms do you have at two months and a bit sober? <laughs> um, I get, I have the freedom to actually feel my feelings again. Yeah. And how much fun is that? Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Was there a little sarcasm like, there? I mean, <laughs> I'm, like, I, I love real roller coasters. I do not enjoy emotional roller yeah. coasters, really. Like, but, you know, it, that is a freedom. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm grateful that I can actually feel my feelings again. Yeah. As, you know, alcohol works, it completely numbs me out. I don't. <laughs> Like I don't get to feel or think of myself. Yes. Yeah. I don't have to be myself for a night. Yeah. Or as part of, you know, drinking was waking up again. Yeah. Yeah. Play the tape over again. The worst way. Yeah. And that's, and that's why, you know, you got to pat yourself on the back because in early recovery, right. We start feeling again Mm. and, and we've, we've spent the majority of our, waking hours trying not to feel Mm. and so feeling again can be really scary Mm. what's what's the the what's the worst day you've had in early recovery so far um well i had um i had a family matter that was that came up and that it hit home really hard yeah um and that like i just like i was (laughs) i was a nine on the anger scale (laughs) yeah um Basically, I was in tears and upset and wanted to break something so bad in the house. And but then I was able to stop myself and say, okay, like I can't really get evicted right now. Like, you know, like that's not going to help my situation. <laughs> it's still cold better. out there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's like, it was just that feeling of powerlessness. Like oh. I couldn't do anything about the situation. Like I, and it just, it just sucked, you know? Tell me about powerlessness. <laughs> um, just not being able to have control over certain situations, mm. you know, and of course people, like, mm. and people, places, things, yeah, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I can only control where I go and who I hang out with and, you know, I decide what I'm going to do next. Yeah. But other than that, completely out of my control and that scares the shit out of me yeah why because you know people are unpredictable and so am i yeah yeah and and 
one of the things that I really noticed with myself in, in early recovery was I didn't like powerlessness because I didn't have control. Mm. And I love control. <laughs> I don't know about you, oh, but yeah. I love control. Big fan. Yeah, big, big fan. fan. Yeah, yeah okay. Fan. Okay, so we're in the same line then, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Um, how about um, um, living one day at a time? Um, oof. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one because, you know, like I get caught up in, I, I, I kind of mentioned the past couple of days I've been a bit of a Sour Patch kid. Yeah, yeah. Because of like, yeah, I was Droopy thinking of, drawers. Yeah, 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 exactly. And like, um, you know, I was just thinking of time, like time wasted or timing, like if only this had happened then or if I had only met this person at this time or, mm-hmm. you know. And you you were explaining to me that I can go insane like that. Yeah. Like I can play like how many different situations and scenarios in my head. And, you know, the only real answer to that is to let go of the past. Yeah. It's like, what can I really do? About yeah. It? But it's that's, really that's difficult what I to love. That I go. know. Right. And and so it's easier. Way it's easier way said easier said than done. done right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and and. And I, I still can get there, yeah. you know, yeah. I still can say, you know, oh, if this, if the, 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 if onlys, mm. and if only had I, I had done this, if only had I done that, then I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in today and blah, 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 you know? <laughs> and, you know, one of, one of the things that I, I really understood and, and was so grateful for, uh, from my sponsor is he always used to point out what the big book would say and it says, you know, we, 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 we don't forget the past because mm-hmm. we need to learn from it, but we don't dwell in it either. And, and the big book says uh, uh, we avoid morbid reflection mm-hmm. and the if onlys are morbid reflection, yeah. you know, because mm-hmm. it's done. Yeah. I can't do much. Yeah, it's resentment. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then and then we avoid living in the future. Mm-hmm. You find yourself living in the future. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was made aware, well, not made aware, but like, you know, hear of the fact that like at the three months mark, people feel as if like, oh yeah, they can, they got this now and yeah. they're ready to, you know, just move on with their life and, you know, forget the program or whatever. But it's like, I was told this and I'm like, oh no, I, I'll be patient when that time comes. Yeah. And now I'm thinking to myself like, okay, what am I going to do for work after this? And yeah. Then, you know, like, what am I going to you know, yeah. what, what am I going to do after I'm done? And it's yeah, like, oh, yeah. wait a minute. I told myself <laughs> to be patient. You know? Yeah. And I, I remember having, like, um, asking my dad once, like, because uh, he's one of the most patient guys I've ever known, like, out of anybody. And I asked him once, it's like, Dad, how do, how do I get better at patience? And he, he just looks at me and he's like, well, you got to wait for it. <laughs> and then my response, like my alcoholic response is like, well, I want to be patient right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, like, yeah. It's like, oh, man. That's uh, classic. Right. Classic. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, um, so what's 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 the hardest part for you living one day at a time? Um, it feels the hardest part for me would be feeling as though. I can't accomplish everything I want to get done in a day. Yeah. You know, like it's, it has to, I have to string a bunch of one days at a time to actually achieve my goals. Yeah. And there are days where I feel like I'm not doing enough. Yeah. Yeah. Even though being sober is good enough. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I, and uh, um, we discussed a little bit about how I ended up getting my letter at the house. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I do have uh, issues with perfectionism. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Is uh, I have an all or I think, nothing. I think that's a whole nother episode on its own, right? <laughs> all or nothing attitude. Yeah, 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 yeah. We are people of extremes, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 I always remember, you know, you and I, you and I were laughing about uh, um, Seinfeld before <laughs> before the podcast, and 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 and, and I, I'm a big fan of the old TV shows. Do you, do you ever remember WKRP in Cincinnati? Oh, um, that was an oldie. I, Dr. Johnny Fever. That was way before yeah. my time. Yeah. But yeah. Um, one of the other clients in the house mentioned it to me a yeah. scene about these turkeys. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Turkeys could fly. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's a scene from one of the episodes, and it's and it's a lawyer, and he's and he's talking. Uh, someone had passed away, and he's all the people are waiting for their share of the of the pot, right? And the lawyer looks at this guy and he says, "This is this is from the the deceased gentleman," and he said, "You know." you've always been an all or nothing type of guy. And since you can't have it all, you get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I always remember that That's because crazy. that was me summed up, right? Yeah. We're, we're, we're all or nothing. Yeah. I want it all. Yeah. Right. And I can't have it all. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, uh, we just said li- living one day at a time. The other one that I wanted to talk about was, um, 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 prayer and meditation. Mm. Early recovery, tough to do, eh? I mean, <laughs> like my perfectionist like attitude, like um, I was given a set list of prayers, yeah, and so every morning I would read the prayers and yeah. go through them and read them, but that faltered along the way because like I just didn't keep up with it. Um, basically, I hadn't um been praying as much as I should be lately. And one of the counselors simplified it for me. Like, um, instead of having to read out the prayers and memorize all these prayers, it could be as simple as like, God help me, mm. you know, just simplify it. You mm-hmm. know, it doesn't have to be this long drawn mm-hmm. out thing. Um, yeah. And meditation, uh, I mentioned before I dabbled a bit with Buddhism mm-hmm. and Taoism. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, had taken yoga before and because I had back issues due to a sports injury and just ended up loving the benefits and the feel of it. And mm-hmm. Meditation was a huge, is a huge part of yoga. So I, I hadn't had really any issues with meditation, like being able to center myself and calm myself and quietly mm. just be in the moment. Yeah. Mm. I, I always found, especially in early recovery, because I, I enjoy prayer right now tr- tremendously, mm-hmm. but it's taken me a while to get there, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, I find I, I pray a lot when I'm driving mm-hmm. as I do a lot of having to drive my son to tennis and da da da. And so there's a lot of time where I'm alone in the car driving and I really enjoy uh, prayer when I'm driving. But that being said, in early recovery, I found it very difficult to clear my mind mm-hmm. to pray. Right. You know, because I, I, there was just, the squirrels were running constantly. And so I had a good friend that, that said, you know, keep a, a pad and a pen beside your desk or beside your bed or wherever that, that you like to pray. And, and, and when a thought enters your mind, write it out mm-hmm. because 
my brain was uh, sporadic. It was all over the map, right? Mm-hmm. It would help me clear my clear my thoughts so that I could kind of center myself and and pray. And 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 then once again, I like what you said. You know, keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be a long, drawn out. You know, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's like this misconception about meditation is think like the belief that it has to be like you have to have zero thoughts or zero feelings. It's like no, it's just being present in the moment yeah. and letting those thoughts come and go and not giving any energy or weight to them. Yeah, yeah. You know, just accept them and let them be. Yeah, and that's why I love. That's why I love all the prayers in the Big Book, right? Like the seven step prayer. Mm-hmm. It's it's so succinct and to the point. You know, just let me be. Um, um, a beacon of, of your of your will as I go about my day you know just let me do your will not my will mm-hmm. S- simple things like that right mm-hmm. <clears throat> we had we had talked about before the podcast and and we were talking about um, 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 the difficulty in living in the moment and how if we don't live in the moment it takes uh, it takes away from from enjoying those moments mm-hmm. have you gotten better at enjoying the moments <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Cause there are times like, I'm going to toot my own horn here and say, I'm easily the funniest guy at the house right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, like I, it's those, it's, it's why those moments is why we stay. So I was waiting for Arnold to come out right there. <laughs> <laughs> would you, would you like Arnold to? <laughs> um, yeah. Cause it's like, I mean, if I can't get the same ease and comfort I got from drinking and yeah. using, why am I sober? You yeah. Because it's like, and in those moments of laughing and smiling and enjoying life and being happy and, you know, joyful in those moments, that's why we do this. Yeah. You know, those are the moments that you really remember more than any other. Anything any else. else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You don't think of who left the dishes out and <laughs> whatnot. No, I think about how much laughter and joy you had in those times. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you what do you think of surrender? Uh, <laughs> um, I saved the good ones for the end, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I did dabble a bit with philosophy too. Yeah. Um, just again, just dabbled like very superficial. Um. But what I appreciate a lot about AA is the amount of paradoxes that are in it, you know, and surrender is one of them. Yeah. Because it's uh, surrender is a form of acceptance. Yeah. But um, in order to win the fight against alcohol, alcoholism is to surrender to the fact that I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. And to stop fighting. That's yeah. the only way to win. It's like, how does that, how's how that, does that even, Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's 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 one of the things I love about the twelve step program is yeah. it's just filled with paradoxical things, right? Yeah, yeah. you got to be selfish first to be selfless yes. in order to stay sober. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah. You, yeah. Comes yeah. Full run that circle. run that by me again. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's chock full of that. Yeah, that, that tickles my brain. Like, you know, <laughs> I, lo- I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. You bring food. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, you got to give it all away to get any. <laughs> you can only share. You can only share. Like you, you can't keep what we keep. What we have by giving it away. It's yeah. like what? Yeah. How does that make sense? Yeah. And one of the other clients, um, um, uh, had t- mentioned before that, like, uh, I believe his sponsor had told him, like, 
Um, a problem shared is a problem halved. A joy yes. shared is a joy doubled. And that's just something that I've come to appreciate quite a bit too. Um, cause there are times in my recovery in my walk since I've joined the program in like 2016 or so. Mm -hmm. And there are times where I simply won't trust counselors or social workers that aren't actually alcoholics or addicts. Mm -hmm. And who better to like actually trust than someone who's an actual alcoholic or addict because mm -hmm. they get it, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, well, if, if, if they want to listen, right? Yeah. 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 As my sponsor, I always used to say, you can tell an alcoholic, you just can't tell him much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so did you, did you see yourself being in, in a program where you had to read the Bible every day? No. Well, I kind of knew it was that was a huge part of Jericho Road. Yeah. Like I, I knew that was coming. Um, again, the people at West Ottawa Community Church, um, very smart, kind, generous people, uh, would talk to me about the Bible mm -hmm. and Christianity and explain it to me. And um, it was very, it was very, it made absolute sense to me, mm -hmm. like why um, the Christian approach versus the Catholicism. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was just very, um, and that's one of the requirements of AA is to be open-minded. The yeah. how of how it works is that's to be right. open-minded. Um, the thing is my spiritual condition, it's not contingent on us agreeing on the same thing, but when we do agree, it helps strengthen it quite a bit. Yes. You know? Um, cause wow. there are strength in numbers. That's, that's, that's very profound. Yeah. And you know, like, um, like I said, uh, I dabbled with other religions and whatnot, and I appreciate interconnectedness quite mm -hmm. a bit. And to me, um, a lot of religions, they're all striving for the same goal at the end of the day, really. Well, and, and so I agree, right? And what, what, what's the ultimate goal? Yeah. Enlightenment and that oneness. And yeah, yeah. yeah. I look at the ultimate goal as, as, as being, less of me and more of others right right yeah, yeah. right yeah and um well that's the funny thing too is i wasn't looking for god and when i came to a i just wanted to stop hurting mm. you know i just wanted to stop hurting myself i wanted to stop hurting others and i wanted to stop hurting the ones i love you know yeah and here i am seeking finding god again. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Nurturing that relationship. Yeah. Because that's, that's the best way to stop hurting. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. You, I can't, you can't hurt if you're healing. Right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. I saved I saved a doozy for the last because we're, we're slowly running out of time here. I told you the hour would fly by, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and looking back at your at your life, what 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 still causes you pain? Mm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's the, obviously the things I've done, especially to the mm. ones I love, um, cause that's what, you know, um, I can speak for myself, but in general, I think the ones we hurt the most are the ones we love the most. Um, and that's, and also just the wasted time. Mm. Like you can't get that time back. 
Um, again, it's something I have to learn to accept um, and actually live a fulfilling life because honestly, I didn't think I'd make it this far. Mm. You know, there were times in my life where I wanted to die, I wanted to kill myself. Um, and did, you, also, did you ever come close to attempting that? I had a couple of attempts. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you can call them close, but yeah. they were yeah. attempts nonetheless. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also just losing loved ones. Yeah. Uh, That's a big one. Um, Loss is a deep hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just wish that my brother and I were closer. Mm. You know? Um yeah, uh, it just, yeah, and the last time I saw him, it was just, it was just under shitty circumstances. Mm, yeah. That's got to be tough. Yeah, he was in a lot of pain. So. Mm. The best thing about this, though, is <laughs> I get to start over again. Yeah. 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 And those strained and damaged relationships are on the mend much faster and <laughs> much faster than I had anticipated. Mm. Um, the gifts of recovery are bountiful. Yeah. yeah. Even at early recovery. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. a lot of us, a lot of us, <clears throat> I think, are, are, are mis, misinformed that those gifts of recovery don't come till later on. And I think the gifts of recovery start as soon as we make the decision. decision. Yeah. Right. Thank you for talking in unison. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And we make, make, you know, step three, make that decision to turn my will and my life, my thoughts and my actions over to the care of God, because I can't run the show anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And neither do I want to run the show. Mm -hmm. It's too stressful. It's exhausting. <laughs> eh? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to close off with with um, um, listening to us uh, think about the responsibility pledge, <laughs> you know, and it says, I am responsible when anyone, when anywhere, anyone, anywhere reaches, reaches out for help. I want, I want the hand of AA to always be there. And for that, I am responsible. What does that mean to you? It means like when I see the new a, a new newer newcomer yeah come yeah. into the rooms uh welcome them with open arms and just be as supportive and helpful as i can to to them you know because i remember being that guy walking in the room and being extremely humbled at the time and, mm, and it can be extremely scary as well right yeah, yeah very intimidating yeah yeah and we don't have our our crutch because yeah. <laughs> can't show up to meetings. Well, that. you can, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing much gets accomplished. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you remember, yeah, yeah. that's classic, <laughs> classic. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for being here, and and I guess um um do you have? I'll give you this opportunity on the spot. Do you have any any wise words or thoughts to give our listening audience before we? we sign off um okay uh thank you for having me Kevin. Hey, it's my pleasure right on um 
play stupid games, win stupid prizes. <laughs> Just like that. Just now like I, that. I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold you on the spot, and okay. I want you to promise me something. When you're done, when you're done your your nine month program, mm -hmm. will you come back? Yeah, sure. yeah, absolutely. And then we this can is a blast. Right? Then we can have another conversation. I'll, I'll get John to play us a few clips of this conversation, and we <laughs> we can have we can have a few moments of of reflection. Yeah, hey, yeah. see yeah. the growth or the stunted growth. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, nothing changes. Nothing changes. If right? nothing changes, nothing changes. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have that on my on my forehead printed backwards, so every time I look in the mirror, I can read it. Right? Yeah. If nothing changes, nothing changes. Yeah. Thank you, my brother. Right on. Uh, our next Recovery Connection episode will be May 12th, where we'll be chatting with Lisa Fabian from the Bethel Care Center. Uh, Lisa's been trying to come on to our podcast for, I think, a month now. And between... Uh, COVID with her or with us and then and then and then her not uh, feeling well and 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 whatnot it's been back and forth and we've we finally have nailed down a date May 12th I'm really looking forward to that I was at Bethel Church last Sunday and uh, I got an opportunity to actually see the Bethel Care Center and I was just blown away by what they've done it's amazing amazing ministry going on there and if you need more information or or anything like that you want to reach out to us um just go to our website you want to talk to us go to our website you want to see how you can donate to jericho road and help us continue uh, a lot of the stuff that we're doing just go to our website thank you to our listening audience thank you everybody for uh being with us tonight we love you all and uh, we'll see you on may 12th with lisa fabian from the bethel care center please join us it'll be a great conversation thank you my brother mm -hmm. wave goodbye to everybody bye, bye. take care have a good night <laughs>